it's like there is no reason for you to be cruel to survive and uh, earlier my uh, impression about be- being vegan is being really orthodox oh i won't eat this i won't this like it's it's a fashion statement for some of them but when i heard from him it is a life statement so that kind of attracted me and then okay i want to experience this and experience uh, how my body responds maybe my body works really good because i was 90% vegan growing up because i had like a limited dairy and limited meat consumption all my life so i'd like to do few races being vegan and then see how my body responds and then in the meantime i won't eat so many fish they can swim in the ocean free <laughs> and be free <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
something that you've always been like, just jump in and figure it out? Something happened to me. I had this fear of uh, drowning when, when I first tried to learn swimming back in 2002, I guess. Yeah, around 2002, 2003. And uh, I like went to the swim classes, uh, fourth day or fifth day I tried to, when my, when my swim coach wasn't there, I jumped in and tried to go to the other end. I did, I was successful first time, second time. There's a technique, I had to kick my feet. I forgot to kick my feet. And then I started panicking, went going down and drank a lot of water and somebody came and finally pushed me to the side of the wall and then I came out and I was sick for a week or so. And that trauma stuck with me. Oh, absolutely. Like so, you had a near drowning experience. Yeah. So it, it was very hard. Like I was like, oh, that's cool. Water is cool. I'm not getting in there. <laughs> so how does try? I mean, that, that what a gift, right? Like this is exactly what you what you needed. And my gosh, when you think about what you're doing at Ultraman, like that's nuts. So you carried this trauma. What was it about triathlon that just compelled you to go for it and get to the other side of this? There are a lot of things. I was going through a rough time during that period. Uh, I wanted to fight and. Uh, get over my fear or like it's like when you are in like certain situation in life you feel like drowning like so how do you come out like without drowning in that situation so it was a perfect thing like you know if i have to get out of the situation i have to learn swimming and then come out of this one and the only way i could do is do a triathlon and see whether you can do it or not worst thing is you will not finish but if you finish, that's a great thing for you. I don't want to regret that I never tried. So the triathlon is try. So one of my colleague, he, actually I didn't know anything about triathlons until 2013. Uh, this colleague of mine, he just brags and he's a great guy. <laughs> he's like, oh, dude, like he was like, I was working in my office and he's like, hey, we, me, Chris, we all signed up for a triathlon. Awesome. I mean, I was a new athlete. I did a 5K run like a few months before that. So I was like very, uh, first 5K, I was pumped up. I did my 5K in 45 minutes. So, <laughs> and I was 210 pounds then. So I was like, yeah, I'm an athlete. <laughs> 45 wow. minute 5K, I was like, this guy comes and is like, oh, I'm doing triathlon. It's like, I can also do triathlon. What is that? He said, you swim this distance, bike and run. I can pull off bike and run, swim. I don't know anything, man. It's like, don't worry, I'll teach you. Are you sure? It's like, yeah. So it's three months away. And my company was paying for that. I was like, I signed up. I'm not going to lose anything. So they're paying. So I was like, go ahead and pay. And the, the finance manager was like, you better finish this one or else I'll make you pay back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my God, all right. I was working on an under ocean tunnel project and every time I went into the tunnel, I had this anxiety. You're like, say, 120 feet below the ocean, and there's like water above you. It's like, oh wow. And, and then I used to come back like really fast outside once I'm done with the work. So, <laughs> so these guys, like we were on like Watson Island. Uh, there's a small pool on Dodge Island in Miami. So they used to go during lunchtime, do a half an hour swim and come back. So. I jumped in with them. This guy, Zarel Silva, he said, look, he taught me some strokes, like, you know, basic things, K1, 
kicking and everything made sure that like I go to the end of the pool and then he gave me a website called Total Immersion. So I used to watch after one week of like classes, he, 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 like he just showed me how to do things and, and this website every day I used to watch and then swim with them in the afternoon, go home, check like my stroke and then go and swim in the pool at the gym. So I did that like continuously for two and a half months. And prior to that, I just signed up for a small triathlon, uh, in like a local sprint triathlon to check what it is before I do an international distance. That is like say one kilometer of swimming. So I was like, okay, I need to know how to swim 400 meters before I swim <laughs> one <laughs> kilometer. So I went and signed up for this one and I was swimming in the pool. I never swam in open water. So it's like, okay, I swam 500 meters in the pool. I can do 400 meters here. As soon as I jumped in, 50 meter, 50 yards, like I think like 7,500 yards, there were no lanes. The water was dark. People were punching me left and right. I lost it. I started going down. And I just like waved my hand up and down. Somebody came, pulled me out, and then took me back. I said like go ahead and like bike and run i did that they dq'd me for some reason instead of dnf they dq'd me i was the last person to finish but it gave me like some i was very again like the trauma kicked in so this time like uh, i had to fight it like i have to figure out like how to overcome this so when the day came i was like a lot of anxiousness a Miami man, this international triathlon. So like, okay, everyone kicks you when you jump in, so you start last. So my colleague, uh, he said, whenever you have this issue, look up, somebody will help you. I mean, like, look up into the sky. I was like, that's a very profound thing. Mm -hmm. So I got into like 500 uh, meters in, I started cramping big time on my legs. There was only few choices for me. If I stop, I'll go down again. And the only thing at, at that time I, can, I could do was take that one breath at a time. Don't think about finishing the thousand meters. Think about getting that one breath. So I was just focused on that one breath and it took me, like again, it caught me back on the rhythm. Like, you know, you really don't have to kick, but like you just focus on other parts which are functioning. And when he said, like, look, look into the sky, I flipped over, I took that breath. And that's what it is like, you know, it's not the I mean, it's power from the sky, but it's like flip over, take that breath, calm, calm yourself down. And I finished it. That's that's a phenomenal accomplishment for me. The first triathlon was my biggest accomplishment that just flipped everything for me what's what's good to take away here is like you can you can do all the practice you can get on total immersion you can do all this stuff right all the all the physical stuff do you due diligence but when it really gets to where that rubber meets the road you're like in the water 50 meters in what do you have you're not going to rely on a perfect high elbow and yeah. stroke you're gonna it's the mind yes the mind it's going to be that piece of what can bring you calm yeah and so when you finish that swim how how elated were you when you came out oh man like i was i think i uh, I stepped out, I cut my feet, it wasn't bothering me. Dude, 
I finished thousand meters of my swim. <laughs> I don't care. And th- those guys were like, <laughs> the, some of them were like finished, uh, almost done with their bike ride. <laughs> I was starting my bike. I took my time, enjoyed that moment, and then went to it. Uh, whatever the medical station got bandaid, taped it, taped myself, went on my bike ride. Everyone was finishing. I was starting, <laughs> so it was good and. I picked up pretty well and uh, my run was easy. It's like it took me longer than like an hour longer than my colleagues. I didn't care. Could you feel that you had just done something life changing? Yeah, it was quite significant. Like I felt uh, the confidence in me came back. Uh, the perspective of how you look and the outlook towards life has changed significantly. And I understood the human potential and I understood my potential and like uh, there are like different rooms in your head you only focus on two three rooms you feel misery and like you know hopelessness and all of that you ignore there are like 10 other rooms which you never entered so it actually opened up the doors for me that's and then that's when I started exploring other other rooms that you have the power and the free will to choose whatever it is that you want to focus on. Yes. So there's this whole buffet of perspectives that we have in any moment. And the one that's most obvious is just the default. Yes. Right? So your default was this trauma because you almost drowned, not once, but twice. (laughs) And you changed that perspective. But I think this story is so incredibly profound because there's a deeper teaching in here about we all know what that thing is that we're like, oh, I just want that to go away. I don't ever want to have to face that. And that life will give you opportunity after opportunity and will bring people to help you in your life to get to the other side of this. So here you are with this trauma that you're holding for years and now you find yourself working in a tunnel that's under the ocean and you have these amazing colleagues that are like supporting you and saying you can do this and yeah. we'll help you and then your colleague gives you that one you know that we've all had this experience where just somebody says something and it changes them forever yeah. like and that gave you an option that there was something else on the buffet you could flip over and look at the expansiveness of the sky and then of course whenever we talk about looking up we're thinking about more of a spiritual world you know non-physical support that that can be there to yeah. to hold us because life loves us life loves us and you know it's working on our behalf yes it's cheerleading for us it works mysteriously and like it it conspires to work for you and you don't realize that like when things are thrown at you the challenges it's part of the game (laughs) perfectly said yeah (laughs) that is amazing how does this experience you're getting out of the swim your friends are done with the bike (laughs) How does Ultraman come in? Like, how does that even make sense? Because it's not a big time span before you start training for Ultraman. Yeah, uh, I did this uh, first uh, triathlon on November 10th, 2013. And then I'm a triathlete officially. 
So. I love this because there's a little <laughs> ego in here too, yes. which is really helping you, right? Yeah. Like I ran a 5K, I'm 210 pounds, like I can do a triathlon, and now you're like, I can do an ultraman, like I'm a triathlete. No, it's like it can be helpful. It's not. It's not an enemy. Actually, it's helpful, but I didn't even know what's an ultraman then. <laughs> which so, is a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew there's an Ironman thing, but ultraman. It's like Ironman is like beyond like reach back then. Half Iron Man was beyond reach for me. I, I came back to California in 2014, and I I didn't do any triathlon until 2015. Like I started like again getting back to my old self, like you know gaining weight. And when I I signed up for a sprint triathlon in mid 2015, I struggled to swim again, and I struggled to run a 5k in the sprint. And I was like, this is not going right. Then I just signed up for another triathlon <laughs> after that. And uh, I decided to, I always wanted to do Escape from Alcatraz. That would be a pinnacle for me. Especially one of the most challenging swims yeah, yeah. out there. <laughs> so I went in 2015. If I want to do Escape from Alcatraz, I should know how it is. So I went and volunteered. I was on the boat pushing or like helping people jump pushing i mean helping <laughs> get in the water it's like it was like so i walked in there like almost like 2000 athletes on that boat and everyone was wearing black wetsuits it's like i mean i shouldn't say but like they all look like rats on the boat and like when they were like jumping off it was like dang it was like boom boom and everyone had that like face like a cold face like oh it's cold and it's cold outside i have to swim like one and a half mile i was like <laughs> and i was like okay look at that face look at that face <laughs> the energy how do like what did that energy feel like it was like pretty intense like i was very like curious to see how these people do it and i was like i've never seen this kind of stuff like you go inside it's cold for me outside like wearing like warm clothes and these guys have to jump into that water which is like 55 degrees and there is like one uh, challenged athlete his name is Naveen he's from Seattle he's he's like I saw him and I was like it's like an Indian I was like oh you're Indian I was like oh. I was like I've never seen an Indian like do these kind of things and he's challenged athlete and he's going for it and I was like man this is something and I looked at it oh, wow um, okay let me see how he does and let me see how people do it's like everyone jump like like rats getting get into the water started swimming I was like and I saw the whole thing how they like break it down and do it and I was like okay and I volunteered every section I did three uh, sections like booth and some aid station and the finish line so I got the whole experience of escape from Alcatraz and then I could like you know you know relate myself and how I can break it down and then like tackle this one so in 2015 I did this half, I signed up for a half Ironman in Austin. And I, I wasn't sure whether I'll be able to do it, but I continued, I, found, I downloaded some free <laughs> training as plans. We all, as we all have. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I trained like every day I, from at work lunchtime, there's a pool where I was working, lunch and evening, go, go to the gym again, swim and then bike and I did the whole thing like for the online plan free plan 
and it worked out and I did my first half Ironman in 2015 so from 2013 2015 so that boosted my confidence and 2016 was the starting of my triathlon journey I would say I signed up for a series of triathlon escape from Alcatraz and even signed up for Ironman uh, Maryland so it's like everything changed from then on 2016 Ironman Maryland was that when mm -hmm. there was like knee deep water and during the run yeah so they canceled <laughs> the swim wild <laughs> they canceled the swim but they made a swim in the run yeah yeah I remember that we had did we have an athlete we have an athlete there, there. Yeah. when you heard the swim was canceled did your did you have elation or were you kind of bummed like you wanted to go after it where were you at this point with the swim I trained hard like I trained hard at Redondo Beach there's a group called smog uh, swim mechanics ocean group it's an amazing group like that's where like I kind of uh, uh, got rid of my anxiety and open water swim especially in the ocean where the current everything is unpredictable earlier I swam in a lake that's open water is different from the ocean so if you want to swim open water to in the ocean you better like be prepared so from 2015 like the entire uh, mid 2015 I just like there were like free camps like I just went and like hung out with these people wherever they had a free open water swimming I went and joined them and I learned like you know figured out like one after the other and then you have YouTube and yeah, yeah thank, thankful for you too <laughs> so you say that 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 experience really helped you rid yourself of the anxiety was there a turning point for you in that series of open water swims where you were like oh yeah I feel like I'm on the other side yeah uh, actually one of my like friends like a trap I made friends with him they had this session near Rodondo Beach they're doing uh open water swim I went there and I was with, on a wetsuit they all like went in already I was late and I just walked in and I was at the before the surf break and I was like kind of scared and those guys are like in and this guy like named David he walked he walked in hey are you in the group he's like yeah I'm late I was like I'm scared like uh, I've never done open water swimming in the Pacific Ocean but I want to he's like oh it's easy he's like uh he said, like, you know, you float, you're wearing a wetsuit, you'll float. Is that so? I didn't even know that you'll float. Like, you know, it's like you'll have some buoyancy. And then he showed himself, like, you know, yeah, that's true. And then, like, that built up my confidence. Oh, okay, I just need to paddle now. <laughs> and then, like, look at all the waves and, like, you know, maneuver myself uh, with the challenges, like the ocean throws. I did, like, quarter mile, like a half a mile that day. And that just, like, okay there are there is a technique and there is like how you handle this one break down one thing at a time and that was actually one of the turning points for ocean swimming for me and then every day I learned something from a uh, person because uh, Brian was there Brian he heads uh, the swim mechanic yeah swim, swim mechanic and there are like many amazing swimmers and uh, they everyone knew something so when you interacted, I was like, oh, and then you go back to Google and then like do all the <laughs> you go back to Google. Do, due diligence, <laughs> your own research project. <laughs> so you do Ironman Maryland and then 
Older Man Florida was that the was that that was 2017, um, which we have just stripped your title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've officially stripped your title. You did not win. Yeah, no. Older Man 2017. But if anybody Google's it, you will see that yes. in some dimension of this reality, uh, Mon did win yeah. <laughs> the 2017 Ultraman Florida, yeah. but not in the dimension that we sit right now. Yes. <laughs> Is that a good uh, way to describe it? Yeah, I, I mean, like, I tried explaining to a lot of people, like, it's somebody who knows nothing about Ultraman and races or like, you know, they posted it wrong. They said, oh, you won a title. No, I finished it. It doesn't equate to winning a title or like something so like grammatically or like English is so interesting language. You can write anything and you can be technically correct, but not realistically, morally right. So I tried for years to change that and left it on the Internet. That's, yeah, that's you got to just let that go. Yeah, that's it, I, and, it, and it's just spanned across the globe when yeah, I was talking about yeah. it here. Maryland was September. Did you you got into Florida on a wild card? So how does this happen? So uh, I can't, I saw this one like Ultraman and after I finished Iron Man in November, I think it's October, October, uh, Iron Man, Maryland, uh, I didn't swim. So I realized like, you know what, I should, I, I've trained so much. I need to do a triathlon to finish the swim part. So I signed up for Iron Man 70.3 Miami mm -hmm. and uh, I did that. It's like, okay, now I feel better. Swimming, uh, swimming, yeah. and that's uh, it's pretty interesting. I really enjoyed Ironman Miami 70.3 because it's the place where I learned swimming. Uh, Dodge Island, like you start, you go next to Dodge Island, and then come back, and then I biked all the way to the place where I lived, and that's where like it you turn around at Pembroke Pines area, western area. That's where I used to live, you bike back. And then you run to Watson Island, that's where my office was. Mm. So like do the loops, it was beautiful. So it's like, I felt like, okay, this journey had some meaning. Like, you know, you finished it, I felt that, okay, I did this one. And I came back and so I saw this Ultraman Florida. I was like, wow, these people are crazy. And then a few days later, maybe I should try it. <laughs> And the registration was closed. Uh, I should give it a try. And I saw uh, Chuck Kemney, he's the race director. I shot him an email. Hey, I'm interested. Uh, is, are there any spots? It's like, yeah, somebody's uh, had some incident. We have a spot open if you want. Uh, but let me know in a week because and you have to do all the paperwork and pay the fees. And it's like, all right. And I was still contemplating. It's like, okay, give it a try. And it was in end of November and the, no, it's like mid November and the race is in mid February. It's like, I still have that like a base built up. I just have, it's over a period of three days. Worst thing can happen is you don't finish, but you tried. Right. So it's, it's, it's like a challenge. So it's, it's part of the journey. Okay. You're there, you did it or you tried it. And but you, it's, it seems like you, like you, you have this, this gentle perspective of, you know, you go and the worst that's going to happen is that you don't finish. Now that can be tricky for some people because that can kind of be like they're, they're out, right? Like they're sabotage, but you go for it. 
but it's also forgiving, right? Like anything, you, you know, anything can happen. I mean, especially like that beautiful full circle story about Miami, like where it all started and, you know, how you, you literally got like a tour of your history doing it. So again, everything is just unrolling for you. But people might think that that's crazy. Yes, you had an Iron Man base, but Iron Man to Ultraman is a totally different thing. Yeah. But you, like, you felt that you could give that a good go. Yeah. I mean, I was, like, still, like, thinking, how do I handle this? Okay, then, like, went back to how I did my Olympic distance. I broke it down, everything. So, swim, 6.2 miles. Yes, I could do 2.4 miles, but 6.2 is something beyond my comprehension. But uh, I asked this swim group this. I said, the way you do is, you try to swim 6.2 miles in a week. Like spread it out. And then slowly bring it down to three days. And then two days. And a day is morning and evening. Mm. And then you go and do 6.2 miles in one shot. That's how your body gets, you know, like the memory gets into your body. So you're breaking down, you're just breaking down, the, you're taking a big, instead of them taking that big chunk, you're just taking little bites, little bites, little, little bites, bites, and slowly yeah. moving it together to, to a point where you can do 6.2 in one day. Yes. Was this close to the race? Were, were you, did you time that right before? Yeah. Again, like I found a training plan online <laughs> for Ultraman. I love it. I love this. This is... <laughs> This is being resourceful. This is being resourceful, Download right? PDF. But but these are there's so many points in this where it's like, oh, I don't have a coach or I don't I can't get a plan. Like, what do I do now? Like, you're resourceful. You're constantly, you're constantly pushing the boundaries, right? Where a lot of people, they they just they will stop right there. Yes. You keep going. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you're not like you're not disappointing everyone, anyone, by like downloading it. The risk is on you. Everything is on you. So now when you're doing it on your own, you're getting into details. Like you research on each and everything and see like how other people have done that section and you have the complete knowledge. So during this time, what it did was a lot of people, even USAT will not encourage you doing this. I went ahead and uh, I mean, I tell my friends, teach my some of my friends how to do a triathlon by, by then like in 2016 I was able to tell some of my friends that's like not a real coach but like you know pro bono coach <laughs> I signed up uh, for this workshop to become USAT level one triathlon coach so they had a workshop on January 17th or so my race was on February 16th to 17th so that workshop i start, started studying like how you coach and there's all the pieces of uh, being a triathlete and then i magnified it like this this is like usat level one is more specific to until 70.3 it's not long distance but you can do long distance as well but not to ultra distance so, but i just did my research and then like combined things i had like online free Ultraman training plan. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the key was putting the volume. So I, I was just like constantly putting the volume. There's no specificity in my training. It's just volume based. And then trying to figure out my nutrition, how my, my body, my gut 
does and that's what i was doing and i signed up for my first marathon on june january 16th or 17th i went for a 100 mile bike ride uh, from oceanside i was returning and at carlsbad i saw signage on saturday morning that roads will be closed on sunday for carlsbad ma- marathon i was like oh tomorrow i have to run do a 30 mile run perfect I went and did my first marathon ever <laughs> by itself a month out from ultraman <laughs> yeah perfect. and then i finished that marathon and after that like i went ahead and did another 6.2 miles run so i got my 50k that day and your body was holding up well yes it's all in recovery how you recover so the key was eating healthy not even touching junk any junk food because that's what like you know your body is like a machine and you it has to function it's like you're no more i shouldn't be calling like regular car you're turning it into a ferrari even a small like bump will break your car so you got to be really careful like it has to be everything has to be high quality or like in your standards like not your normal but you have to dig deep into get the best oil for you and everything so yeah you got to fuel it you yeah. got to fuel that ferrari for sure yeah. <laughs> it's a powerful machine yeah so you finish ultraman florida yes 2017 and what is that yeah what is that like it was beautiful i mean there's a big story on my ultraman florida i didn't know anything about like you know how people do this i knew that like you know you have a swim start here and then day 2 your bike starts somewhere else day 3 your run starts somewhere else so i did all my logistics um i'm a project manager uh, I, i do my construction management and architecture so i was scheduling and like resource loading my uh, interests or ultraman florida i booked an airbnb we went uh, the day before the race we had the athlete briefing along with my crew when we went back somebody broke in uh, like everything was it's that was like it's everything I was, I was inside I was sunk inside and I didn't know what to do and we were supposed to set up our van for the crew and nothing is out there so that was the hardest moment for us and my crew members they were amazing and they they, they didn't show the uh, Uh, anxiety or anything and it's like a, a, a life thing it ev- all the memories started coming out like your life incidents happening and then like when it was about there everything was perfect and somebody comes and like destroys it this time you're not doing it for me i'm mean, not letting you pull me down that kind of gave me positive energy it's like i have to fight this one out I, somebody comes into my house breaks in takes everything i'm not giving that person the power to destroy my goal we had police and everything and like by the time police left it was 8 in the night we didn't have a place to stay so found a hotel moved everything to that hotel right because it was a crime scene yes so in morning 6 o'clock 6:30 is my swim start of my 6.2 miles and we went there still that ang- anxiety and everything was inside me i slept for 2 hours my crew was uh oh, 
Jared, Marcos, and Wamsi, they were phenomenal. And they just like, they understood the situation. They gave me relax. But I slept for two hours. That was good enough. At least I got two hours sleep. I was taking this, what do you call? Melatonin. It didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I finished my swim. The cutoff was five and a half hours or six hours. But I finished uh, my swim in five hours, 17 minutes that day. Uh, There's a lot of fatigue, but I was happy that. And once you're done with the uh, swim, bike and run. Uh, Day one bike was flat. Just had to make sure like, you know, I keep my pace. So your bike wasn't stolen? No, bike was in my van. Exactly where it needed to be. (laughs) Always with me. And luckily, uh, whoever the burglar was, my wetsuit, he didn't touch my wetsuit. He's not a triathlete. He's not a triathlete. Burglar. So it's like I had my basic, I had my shoes, my cleats, my bike, my wetsuit, and some some of my nutrition. So the universe said, basically, we're going to take everything away except for the basic needs. Are you still going to show up and do it? That was like pretty amazing. And uh, I went there. My crew knew what it is. We have, we didn't like, we had two vans and uh, everything is shoved into it. Nothing is organized. So like going into the swim, there are like 50 athletes there. They're all setting up their bike and everything. Watch them. We have like four hours. Figure it out. Set my thing. <laughs> <laughs> they did phenomenal. They set my bike and got all the goods. And then they've been talking to other people. Nobody has done an Ultraman. So it was it was pretty interesting journey. And they nailed it for me. And I give a lot of credit to them like in my journey. Because that was a beautiful journey. It's like overcoming that uh, challenges three days was uh we had like after that like we didn't have any major challenges but we're just trying to figure out like logistics there was one challenge after day two because we didn't have a place so we're trying to book a hotel my sister like came down from north carolina to cheer and she had a hotel room she's trying to get another hotel room and then we were like finished my day two, I was waiting there's a huge line because, and that day, this President Trump was in Orlando, all the hotels were booked. And I was like, what do we do? Every minute I was like kind of getting weak because I just need to recover and get ready for the next day, 52 miles. Because you run. know how important recovery is. So yeah. I went to Whole Foods, got some food. And just luckily then, like a friend of mine, Joshua, he texted, hey buddy, great work on day two. Good luck tomorrow. It's like, dude, you have a house in Claremont, right? It's like, yes, I need a place to crash. <laughs> He's not in Claremont. So his mom was there and he rents out his house for Airbnb. He said, I rented it out to other pro triathletes. Uh, they have like big uh, camps. Tra- camps in yeah, Claremont. it's a big hotspot. So it's like a like, like, couple of them were like great triathletes. I don't know who they are, but like they are amazing. So he said, my room has all the stuff in it and you can stay in my room. We just like, it was easy, convenient. It was only like five, uh, three, four miles from his house, the run start. It worked out. 
we just pushed it through. I got my best run. And there were five Indians that year. So I was like the first one to finish. So I could brag, hey, I was the first Indian to yes, cross Yes, I did read, that is, that is real news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, there were like two other Indians who have finished an Ultraman prior to me. There's, there's one guy in Australia and there's another girl, like she finished Ultraman Canada. So I could call myself the second Indian ever, Indian male ever to finish my Ultraman. So that's how like, it, it's like the news needs some spice so they just did all the data mining and they're like okay this guy falls into this oh you own you won a title of ultraman all this bullshit came in i was like all right do what you guys want to do i'll continue doing my triathlons yeah you just stay focused that's a remarkable story so you you referenced the journey and i and and we hear so much that you know it's about the journey it's about the journey but when things when we come up against that contrast, when we go back after the race meeting and our Airbnb has been broken into, what have you found to be key in really embracing because the contrast is going to be a part of the journey, meaning the waves of life, right? Like the, the tough times, they're gonna be a part of the journey. What have you learned to be key about navigating those? Uh, I would like to bring this uh experience on my first triathlon when I drowned, I saw this gentleman walking around before the swim start. I was like, oh, maybe he's spectating. But I saw him do the race. His name is Hector Picard. He doesn't have both the arms. And I couldn't comprehend like how somebody without the arms will swim. How will he have a stroke? I couldn't like think of, I mean, it's, it's new to me. And how will he bike? He was way ahead on the bike and run. And he swam really fast. I think he swam in 10 minutes or so. Back, back like just flipping. I was like, so that was like a really turning point And I learned a lot from him. Even though you don't have certain things, you have certain things. You can make you be more efficient. When that situation happened, uh, when burglar broke in, what is that you have rather than if you focus on what was stolen you'll never move ahead you have to focus on what you have and how you can make use of this and move forward it's there is enough for your need not for your greed mm. so you just need to figure out what's there for your need i think that is um such a it can be a life it, it is a life transformative way to really look at new perspectives right looking at the buffet of perspectives that we can choose and so many times we focus on how far we have to go what about how far we've come and what we don't have and what about what we do have and what we're upset about but what are we grateful for so in that contrast the you know this black and white dark and light th that for the lack of a better word, optimism or higher vibration, that is always available. It is always, always there. Yes. What you're going to see and feel first is just the pattern, the default behavior. Yes. But that, that other perspective, the one that's going to free you, that really is the freedom, that's always there. It, there will never be a time that that is not there. 
and totally agree. oh that's such a i love that it's such a beautiful story so in um attempt to get some more topics covered in here you have went on to do three world championships and the, rec- the most recent one you just did a couple months ago and following that ultraman you decided to turn vegan so you grew up in india mm-hmm. moved to the united states for clemson go tigers yeah. and right <laughs> learn that yes. and uh and then also to be in the tunnel under the ocean obviously yeah. you came here for that what was it that so indian fare is typically vegetarian Yes. Mostly vegetarian with some meat and some dairy. Um, what kind of transition was that for you? What was the spark that made you um, go fully vegan? I, I'm like, I, I turned into pescatarian five years ago. Well, back in 2016, I gave up chicken because uh, there's no chicken in this world. It's an extinct species for me, if you look at it, because the chicken I saw when I was growing up is like free range. And then like, even that was like genetically modified, but still it had a certain life. Chicken we were eating, it doesn't have any life. It just like modified and you know, just like that there uh, for six, seven weeks. And then they say, you are what you eat. If you eat chicken, Basically, you're sitting there in front of the computer or like in front of TV and you are like acting like chicken, not not moving anything, eating and being unhealthy. So the moment I stopped chicken, I dropped 15 pounds, like in like a span of like say two, three months because those toxins were not getting into my body. So it's like, this is good, and but I need protein. So I turned into pescatarian. And it worked out pretty well for me. And then I've been seeing a lot of vegans and I had like doubts. I was like, this will work, this won't work. I was like, you know, I, I don't have right to comment on it unless I experience it. I have to go through that journey. I have to experience what they are doing. Until I do that, I don't have right to talk about them. And that's one of the reasons. And second, one of my good friends, another Ultraman, Ohana, we all like bond together, like after every race. I mean, that is that the feeling of Ohana, Aloha, and Kokua is what uh, makes me like go back again and again. And on after I finished uh, Ultraman Hawaii, the next day we had award ceremony, and I was talking to another fr- good friend, Arnav, Arnav Selko. He said like, oh, I'm vegan. I was like, then I started, he's a very passionate vegan. So I've seen other amazing athletes who are vegan, but I haven't heard, like interacted with them. When I heard him talk about uh, being vegan and why he's vegan, I said like, you know, this is a very good thing. Like I want to experience that. I want to practice that and to see what he's like, why is he so passionate? What were some of the things that really landed with you that he was saying? It's like there is no reason for you to be cruel to survive. And uh, earlier, my uh, 
impression about ve- being vegan is being really orthodox oh i won't eat this i want this like it's it's a fashion statement for some of them but when i heard from him it is a life statement so that kind of attracted me mm-hmm. and then okay i want to experience this and experience uh, how my body responds maybe my body works really good because i was 90% vegan growing up because i had like a limited dairy and limited meat consumption all my life so i'd like to do few races being vegan and then see how my body responds and then in the meantime i won't eat so many fish they can swim in the ocean free mm-hmm. <laughs> and be free <laughs> yeah. yeah so how did you feel after you cut the chicken out I mean, you dropped the weight, but how did you feel? Like, did you feel any difference? Amazing, because uh, when you when I was eating chicken, and uh, it's like I'm getting my protein back after a race, but I felt like kind of you feel a bit lethargic, and it's not real, you know. It's it's all in the numbers mm-hmm. of how much protein you're getting. Then I did my went to my real coach, Google coach. Google coach. <laughs> Google coach. <laughs> so, <laughs> McDonald's chicken nuggets, same amount. You have eight grams of protein. You get a, only eight grams of protein, even though it says like the chicken ha- gets like say around twenty-one grams. By the time it's processed, and it only contains eight grams. Lentils, it has around fifteen, sixteen grams, I guess, somewhere around there. I was like, why am I like going with chicken? I always like anyway eat lentils it's not doing any good by the time you kill and process it and like cook you're killing most of the protein it's less than your lentils so it is not adding any value mm-hmm. so it's like i'm getting clean uh, protein from fish and uh, my lentils so it's like goes into my body directly and then it it it's put to use whereas chicken was like acting against it so just okay you're fired yeah <laughs> <laughs> see a chicken so you're about uh, a month in and how are you how are you feeling now you know what uh it's great because when you uh I do a full-time job and I have like a lot of situations like right now I'm dealing with some immigration thing so it's a very anxious situation it's like very how do I describe it uh, you might you, you can easily get angry and you can go out of control like what do i do what do i do? but it's like keeping me calm uh, it's like i'm handling this thing the best way to explain is my visa expires on january 31st applied for extension if it doesn't go through i have to pack and leave the country so that is the you know gravity of the situation but I'm able to handle it like you know think through it and then Now why do you think that is? Well talk about talk about what we were talking about yeah. earlier. Yeah, the the inner which is yeah. Carnivore. That's what I'm asking. Like yeah. why why do you think that is that you're not yeah. so angry? <laughs> so this is this is not from Google but like it's my own <laughs> <laughs> realization. Uh as I told you, you are what you eat and I don't I didn't want to be a chicken in that cage. at the same time what do you want to be it's like you want to in your inner personality you have two personalities you have a carnivore inside you an animal 
and uh, like and a herbivore it's another type of animal in when i was growing up we had this series of stories called panchatantra basically every uh, like in the characters in, in that story or like different animals and they talk about characteristics of each animal and they associate those animal character characteristics with humans and how they behave so like a hyena and a j- jackal or like you know how a rabbit behaves how a monkey behaves and then all those characteristics and then you associate with humans and then when i was thinking through it i was like okay how do you become that if you eat this so and i see rabbit it's like mellow and then i see other animals like a deer and it's 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 a beautiful animal and when you eat meat you are feeding the carnivore in you if you eat like plant based you you're feeding your herbivore in you and then when you feed more of your carnivore when you have a situation fight or flight you, you're like fighting like a carnivore like you know you have to fight and get like fight over other species and eat them to survive whereas as a herbivore you don't have this plant you walk a few more miles and get another plant and eat so it's like it mellows you down there are many plants and there are there is enough in this world like it will make you like you know go and like search for your food and then eat it's like you take a seed when you plant a seed you look at the journey of a seed it's like it's you it's under the earth and it has to fight get your its nutrition and find a way out even though it's like the earth above it is so heavy it finds its way comes out sprouts out becomes into a plant gives flowers and then you look at you you want to be that seed you want to fight without hurting anyone you come out and you become strong tree mm-hmm. so you want to be a carnivore or that plant mm-hmm. which feeds others so it's like i keep thinking of so many things like uh maybe i should try this yeah keep this carnivore in me aside be keep my herbivore and then try this yeah, feeling good i i don't feel anxious i can think through it and find like my base how should i sprout out what nutrients i have to get if it's destined that you don't get any nutrients you become part of the earth right right <laughs> exactly we're all going back to the earth yeah. that's very common when people stop eating meat and so i've always I've never thought of it from how you just described it which I, which I love um but definitely from the you know what we put in us becomes us and so um you know these animals they have nervous systems they don't want to die and so in the in these you know unimaginable horrors that they experience after a life of imprisonment they're scared and they're they're fighting for their life and that's what now becomes a part of us. And so that was one of the things that um I noticed was I had a lot of anger. And um and once I stopped eating the meat, I was able to release that anger. And it was so sad. It was such a deep sadness and grief, and I really believe I was feeling 
the release of what I had put in me for a long period of time. But I have asked people that question time and again, and um, either, you know, less fearful, less anxious. And that doesn't mean that we won't come up against those experiences, but it's, um, it's, I believe it's a more pure way to fuel the body. And, you know, like I said to you, you're a month in, we're like nine years in, you get really good at it. You're going to get really, really good at it. And we live in this amazing hotbed for yeah. vegan food. Yeah, definitely. There's like a lot of resources here. I mean, people, amazing people around, like the people to educate you. It's not like a, a trendy thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. And it, and it is a lifestyle. And you take it in stages, you know, we did it for performance mm -hmm. and then you learn and then you realize like, woof, I'm releasing fear and anger. And then it becomes, you know, the products that I put on my body and wash my hair with. And I just realized like, I just, nobody needs to suffer for me to have clean hair. Like that doesn't make any sense to me and really living this premise of nonviolence. Yeah. Um, which I think is a beautiful, a beautiful intention. I was listening to Sean Korn yesterday, who is a yogi. I don't know if you know Sean Korn. She's been in the yoga world for a long time and she is vegan. And she talked about how, you know, until all beings are free, we will never be free because our liberation is bonded. Yes. And oh, that is such, they, to really to really hear those words and to feel those words because I could I can even feel grief and sadness around that statement but I believe it to be very true um, but keep discovering it yes. keep seeing how you feel you know of course I wish everybody in the world would eat plants and I really really hope I can spend the whole rest of my life <laughs> eating plants and be as healthy as I am today um, but I'm just going to embrace today and so I encourage everyone like Food should make you feel energetic and good. Yes. And if it doesn't make you feel that way, then just get curious about it. Just get curious. That's the first step yes. is to get curious. So um, you haven't had a race yet being fully vegan. Not yet. I, I've been crewing. I just crewed my mom yesterday. And, oh my gosh, your mom. What a be wonderful, beautiful woman yeah. did her first 5K yesterday in yes. her gorgeous... Um, you know, traditional Indian dress and with an Ultraman puppy jacket, <laughs> jacket on. <laughs> That's amazing. So you crewed for your mom yesterday. Yes. And uh, what do you have next coming up on the schedule? Uh, I'm, this year, I'm uh, my focusing on my profession. Uh, I need to take care of a few things which I've been putting on the mm -hmm. backseat. Uh, that's the reason I'm facing a lot of issues with immigration and like not going up in my profession and all of that. So I want to make sure like I handle that. I have a bunch of uh, races. Uh, we already signed up, but I'm not sure whether I'll be doing it because of my current situation. Uh, the one that is coming up is Badwater Cape Fear in March. And then I'm doing another one, Badwater Salton Sea. That's in April. I don't think I'll qualify for bad water 135 because I don't have those many pure uh, 100 mile run uh, in my this thing. But I'll try. I'll and uh, I, I got like uh, qualified. I don't know. I got an entry into Barkley Fall Classic. Oh, 
that is like i think a 50 mile or 50k yeah the barkley marathon barkley yeah not not the big one not the big one but the oh yeah that's right it's in september yeah Uh, the last year i went there to see like what it is to run barkley i mean i found i went and asked my google coach (laughs) and got the maps of uh, (laughs) maps of barkley marathon i said like okay i'll go and like find two books and I went in. It is, it is a crazy race. Yeah, it's a crazy race. It's that'll, I, that'll be a journey. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm an architect. I'm like I have undergrad degree in architecture, mass. Like I know how to read plans and like I can identify the contours and everything. People, I can do it during daylight. Nighttime, it's. It's beyond my comprehension. I mean, like, how will you navigate yourself and with the time constraint and you don't know what kind of species are there, like your snakes and all of those things. That's like, just going there, getting to the first book, I was like, man, it'll break you down after four or five books. You have Mm. 10 books in one loop. Mm. And there are some steep hills. So is this the one that takes place in... Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah, yeah. So, have you watched the documentary? Yeah, I've, I've okay. seen. Yeah, yeah. That's, so it's that one. Yeah, that's that yeah. one. But so I'm, I'm not doing the. That's a, a, there is a shorter version. Oh, shorter for, version. Okay. So what they do is it's a one big loop. Same area. Same area. Okay. And that's it. And that's like very tough. Which is what most people <laughs> like. They just do one loop. If if yeah. that it can take when you have these like thoughts and feelings of like, this is beyond my comprehension. Is there part of you that wants that? Just check it out. <laughs> That's good. Just, just check it out. Yeah. So you think you might show up maybe? For yeah, your... This, this uh, fall classic. Uh, it's, it's a smaller one. Like see, I mean, I have some, I'm not perfect. Like I'm, I grew up as a non-athlete. Mm-hmm. I, I did my first bike in 2013. So there are like, I have some sacroiliac arthritis and other things. So I need to figure out, like, I can't. I have to be really practical what I can do, what I can't do. So the race is race, but there is a life after that. I'm, I, I should not, you know, spend all my cash for this one. I have to save some <laughs> for the rest of the life. So I, I evaluate and you have to do your finances well. Yeah. And plan your future too. <laughs> yeah. So just taking it one little yeah. breath, step one breath at, at a time. time. Yeah. Let's uh let's wrap this up. I feel like we could go much longer. Uh, but I'm really grateful for all the wisdom that you've shared. And somebody who's struggling with the journey, we know that Ultraman Florida is right around the corner. Uh-huh. So perhaps somebody who's you know feeling this contrast leading into Ultraman Florida. What kind of words of advice do you have for them? Just jump in. Just enjoy the moment. Like, uh, don't look at... Uh, you've trained. I mean, it's January. You've done all the hard work. You have a few more big blocks in the next two weeks. After that, just go with the flow. Just breathe and go with the flow. You've done all the hard work coming up this far. That is just like enjoying uh, uh, the final step. 
live it. I mean, what can I say? It's like, you know, go with the flow. <laughs> That's perfect it's advice. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. That goes for all distances. All but, races, all yes. journeys that people are training hard uh, for. And, and and professional and family and marriage mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So thank you so much, Mon. This is a beautiful conversation. I'm really excited to share it. And yeah, we'll, uh, we'll stay close. Thank you very much for having me. And I wish you guys all the best. And uh, hope to hear like good stories from you in future. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, you will. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste.